So the first reading today is taken from Acts chapter 4, verses 32 to 35. This is the word of the Lord. Oh no, that's at the end. Told you. (laughs) The believers share their possessions. All the believers were one in heart and mind. No one claimed that any of their possessions was their own, but they shared everything they had. With great power, the apostles continued to testify to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and God's grace was so powerfully at work in them all that there was no needy person among them. For some, for from time to time, those who owned the land or houses sold them, brought the money from the sales, and put it at the apostles' feet, and it was distributed to anyone who had need. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Okay, would you all please stand for the New Testament reading? It's taken from Mark chapter 12, beginning at verse 28. Yes, that's right. Hear the gospel of the Lord according to Mark. One of the teachers of the Lord came and heard them debating. Noticing that Jesus had given them a good answer, he asked him, Of all the commandments, which is the most important? The most important one, answered Jesus, is this. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. The second is this, love your neighbour as yourself. There is no commandment greater than these. Well said, teacher, the man replied. You are right in saying that God is one and there is no other but him. To love him with all your heart, with all your understanding and with all your strength and to love your neighbour as yourself is more important than all burnt offerings and sacrifices. When Jesus saw that he had answered wisely, he said to him, You are not far from the kingdom of God. And from then on, no one asked him any more questions. Please be seated. you gone. Glad you came back. Ah, brought a few more people along, I see. Welcome to the jungle. Well, I suppose you've come to see how we got on our little adventure. We've had quite an eventful week. Oh, but as I suppose some of you may not know who I am, I should start with introductions. 
My name is Dr. David Livingword. Clara. Clara Toff. Tome reader, they call her. Back. Back off. And that's Montana Jones. Monty, we call him. They're both explorers like me. They came here looking for the Lost Kingdom. And I told them, if you want to see the Lost Kingdom, follow me. get into one or two scrapes along the way. They had an enemy, you see. Anna. Anaconda. She calls herself the Queen of the Jungle. And she wanted hers to be the only kingdom in the jungle. And so she tricked Clara and Monty into drinking the water from the Fountain of Dreams and then made them her prisoners. Fortunately, I was able to persuade Anna to set them free. But Anna came after them again. They thought we were trapped, but I helped them to escape through the waterfall. <gasps> the waterfall! They won't be able to catch us through there. Great idea. That'll put them off scent. <laughs> See, you're getting the hang of it. There we go. Thanks, Doc. <laughs> you're the best. Sorry, chaps. No way through for you, I'm afraid. Look, I'm sure Clara and Monty didn't mean to destroy your home. And there's a perfectly good hill just over there that I'm sure will make a suitable replacement. Go along. Off you go now. Run along. Killer ants, you see. Actually, that's a bit of an exaggeration. They're not likely to kill you. Hurts a bit if they sting you, though. Clara and Monty must have accidentally trod on their ant hill. And the ants have been chasing them ever since. I told them to follow exactly in my footsteps, but they must have gone astray somewhere. Still, they're learning, though. After I helped them escape through the waterfall, uh, the first time, I mean, uh, they decided to go off and try to find the Lost Kingdom on their own, without me. But they soon found themselves in trouble, and they came back to me, and they've been walking with me ever since. Speaking of which... I probably ought to keep an eye on them, make sure they're not getting into any more trouble. Excuse me. Oh, looks like we've lost them. Next time, look where you're going. Me? But it was you. <laughs> me. I... Hello, excuse me. I'm a little bit lost. I'm looking for the Acropolis. The Acropolis? Um... Well, that's in Athens, in Greece. Do you know how to get there? Uh, well, it uh, must be that way, I guess. Thank, thanks for your help. Yeah, there you are. Splendid. Right, come along, follow me, and this time, do exactly as I do. Um, Dr. Livingwood, where exactly are we going? Well, you wanted to find the Lost Kingdom, didn't you? Yes. Well, well then, come along, follow me. 
But we've been following you for days. We just seem to be going round in circles. Are you sure you know where we're going? We're following the map. That's not a map. It's just a list of rules. Well, it's the same thing, really. No, it isn't. Yes, it is. Uh, this tells you how to get to where you want to go. Well, we've been walking around the entire jungle and we still haven't seen the Lost Kingdom. Your trouble is, you can't see the jungle for the trees. Describe it to me again, this Lost Kingdom you're looking for. Everybody had everything they needed and they were all happy. The land was beautiful and perfect and the food was the most delicious you've ever tasted. Well, look around you. What do you see? Well, this place isn't like that at all. It's wild. Look at it. It's trampled and messy and there's rubbish everywhere. And how did it get there, I wonder? I don't know. Well, look closer. This cup. This is the cup that Anna gave us to drink the water from the Fountain of Dreams. Oh, that's when it all started going wrong. I must have just dropped it. Oh, and these sweet wrappers. We must have dropped them after we left Livingwood to go and find the Lost Kingdom on our own. Oh, Monty, it's us. It's all us. This land was perfect and we're spoiling it. You see, it was never the kingdom that was lost after all. It's been here all along. It's you who were lost. But don't worry, I found you. But it's too late. The damage is done. Oh, it's never too late. That's why we have a map. That's why you have a guide, like me. Look, let me show you something. A treasure chest? But it's empty. Well, it is now. We're going to fill it up. Put those things in here. But why? We're going to get this place tidied up. Uh, we'll sort this stuff out later. Maybe there's some things that can be recycled. Come along. Follow me. Why is it hard to play cards in the jungle? There are too many cheaters. <laughs> <laughs> That's rather good. I'll certainly be recycling that one. Anaconda! Look at you all just scrabbling around in the dirt and picking up litter. It's pathetic. Is there any greater indignity? Um, if I help you, will you give me some food? What? Well, I know I don't deserve it, but I heard that Dr. Livingwood even makes sure that the animals have enough to eat. So I wondered if I helped you save me some leftovers. But I thought you were queen of the jungle. That was last week. Everyone's gone on to Britain's Got Talent now. <laughs> I became famous from being a celebrity, but no one's interested anymore, and I squandered everything. I, I don't have anything. So now you want our help? Yes. Having everything and then having nothing, I realised how terrible I'd been. I'm sorry. Well, I think we should let her starve. Monty! What? Help her? After everything she did to us? But don't you remember what you said the Lost Kingdom was like? Well, all the people were happy and they had everything they wanted. Wait, even Anna? Even Anna. 
Don't worry, Anna. If you join us and follow Dr. Livingword, you'll have everything you need. Right, Doc? <laughs> That's it. You're getting the hang of it now. <laughs> Come on. Oh, yes. Excuse me. I'm a bit lost. Lost? Oh, sounds like you need a guide. Dr. Livingword, I presume. <laughs> yes. And you must be Mr. Stanley. And I take it you're looking for something and you're not quite sure where to go. Yes, do you know the way? Certainly. Follow me. week at Holiday Club, we've been on an adventure to find the lost kingdom. Imagine it. A great kingdom, ruled over by a wise and loving king, where everyone has everything they need, where the land is beautiful and perfect, and the food is the most delicious you've ever tasted. A place full of the most amazing treasures. Sounds like heaven, doesn't it? it sounds like God's kingdom. But it also sounds like a long way from the world we live in sometimes. So how do we get there? That's what we've been exploring this week. In our drama, Clara and Monty have been looking for the lost kingdom. And along the way, they found three scrolls, which contained clues that pointed them towards the lost kingdom. So let's look at those clues again. I need a volunteer to help me find a scroll and hold it up for me. So can I have a volunteer who's brave enough to come up and give me a hand? Yes! Brilliant. Harrison, come along. Okay. So our first scroll, you should find it somewhere by the tree and the snake. That might be familiar from the first day. So if you look over by the snake and the tree there, can you see a scroll? Brilliant. Okay, come over here. That's it. Right, let's get this scroll opened up and see what it says. Do you remember this one? Yes. Yeah? Can you hold it up so everyone can see it? There we go. There we are. So we've got a circle. Let me move this out of the way so we can see you, more importantly. So the circle represents the world. But it also represents wholeness and unity. And on Wednesday, we looked at the story of Adam and Eve. In the beginning, God created the world. And it was good. God created people, a man and a woman, Adam and Eve. And God placed them in the Garden of Eden. God gave Adam and Eve this beautiful garden, this beautiful world, and all that was in it, the plants and the animals, to look after. And Adam and Eve had everything they needed. But they were tempted. They did the one thing that God had warned them not to do. And as a result of their actions, Adam and Eve could no longer stay in the Garden of Eden. It was never the world that was imperfect. It was never the kingdom that was lost. It was the actions of humans that separated them from God, from God's kingdom. But fortunately, the story doesn't end there. So I need another volunteer to help me find the next scroll. 
who's going to be brave enough to come up and help me find another scroll? Anyone want to do that? Do you want to come up? Yeah, go on, come on. Okay, so the second scroll, you might find it somewhere by the waterfall, maybe. So remember, water was quite important in the second story. Brilliant, well done. So do you want to uh, open it up? See if we can see what's inside it. There we go. So open that up. And, uh, show it. Does, that, does that look familiar to you? Do you remember what that one was? Great stuff. So if you stand next to Harrison there, then we can see. Okay, so we've got the two wavy lines. And the wavy lines represent water. On Thursday, we heard the story of Moses leading the Hebrews out of slavery in Egypt and through the Red Sea on their journey to the Promised Land. And we heard how God went ahead of the Hebrews in a pillar of cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night to show them the way. It's important to remember that while it was the people that went wrong, uh, God still wants us to be free. We might have followed the wrong path, but God wants us to get back to the right one. When God calls Moses to go and uh, demand the Pharaoh set him free, Moses didn't want to go. He was scared. He didn't think he had what it took to do what God was asking. But he was obedient to God. And it's important to listen to what God calls us to do. Once the Hebrews were freed from slavery, God gave them ten commandments to remind them what the kingdom of God was like. These were rules that showed the Hebrews how to look after themselves and how to look after each other and how to look after the world. But the image of water in the story is important. The Red Sea parts. And Moses leads the Hebrews through the water from slavery into freedom. It's an image that's echoed in the New Testament. Jesus himself was baptised by John the Baptist in the River Jordan. And when Jesus met Nicodemus, one of the religious leaders, Jesus made it very clear to him, no one can enter the kingdom of God unless they are born of water and the Spirit. The idea of being washed clean of our sins, the things we've done wrong, is an important one. As is the idea of being born again, born of the Spirit into God's family. Which brings us to the third scroll. So I need one more volunteer to find our final scroll. Who wants to come up and help me? Yeah, well done. Thank you, Esther. Okay, wonderful stuff. So you might find the third one somewhere near Dr. Livingword's umbrella, if you have a a look around there. Wonderful. Thank you. Okay, so let's have a look at this one. I've got to make sure you get this one the right way up. Do you know which way up it should be? Yes, perfect. Wonderful. Can everyone see that? Let me move out the way a little bit more. So we have the cross, and the cross represents Jesus. Jesus spent his ministry healing the sick, feeding the hungry, and teaching people about God. And the message he proclaimed was this, repent, for the kingdom of heaven has come near. Jesus also said, the coming of the kingdom of God is not something that can be observed, nor will people say, here it is, or there it is, because the kingdom of God is in your midst. The kingdom of God is in your midst. Jesus had friends, called the disciples, who followed him everywhere. They saw everything he did and listened to everything he said. But even they found it hard to understand what Jesus was telling them sometimes. 
On Friday, we heard how Jesus told the disciples he was going back to his father's house and that he would prepare a place for them there. He told them they knew the way to the place he was going. But the disciples said, Lord, we don't know where you're going, so how can we know the way? Jesus answered, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. So here we are, at the end of our journey. But really, it's only the beginning. We have learned that Jesus is the way. We have learned that we need to have all the wrong things we've done washed away, and we need to follow Jesus. But what does God's kingdom actually look like? Well, our readings this morning gave us a bit of a clue, if you can remember those from before the drama. Our reading from Acts shows us how by following Jesus' teaching, the disciples created a place in which everyone had everything they needed. And they did it by not being greedy or selfish, by not keeping anything to themselves. They shared everything they had so that everyone had enough. And our gospel reading shows us the two important things we need to do to bring God's kingdom nearer. One, love God with everything you've got. And two, love and look after others the way you love and look after yourself. If you do this, you will not be far from the kingdom of God. Because the lost kingdom is not buried at the heart of some faraway jungle. It is buried in the hearts of each and every one of us. Amen. Thank you. And thank you to my volunteers. Let's give them a round of applause. Thank you.